This is the No Pain, No Gain Wrestling Podcast. What you gonna do when Hulkamania runs wild on you? Oh, yeah! Phoenix! Woo! The No Pain, No Gain Wrestling Podcast with Jordan Payne begins in three, two, one. Hello, hello. Hey guys, I'm here with Joshua Gillespie. How, how, how you doing, Josh? Man, if I was any better, I'd be a twin. I got a little girl running around in the background, and uh, she's causing a ruckus. So if you uh, if you hear a lot of background noise, that's what that is. But I'm going to step outside so that we can uh, continue this. How about you, man? How yeah. are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, just chilling out and... Yeah, relax. Okay, yeah, that's that's about all we can do nowadays. We just kind yeah. of chill, chill out, and uh, <laughs> uh, that's about it. Yep. Uh, so, first question is, how did you get into wrestling? So, I first got into wrestling. Uh, so, I started off just like a, just like everybody else does, a fan. I was a fan uh, of, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, The Rock, Triple H, uh, you know, the Attitude Era guys. So yeah. that's uh, that's where I got started. Um, but when I really actually got into the business, it was a school in Greenville, uh, South Carolina, ran by a guy. Uh, who goes by the name of Brody Chase, the stray cat, Brody Ray okay. Chase. And I saw a commercial for it, actually. I saw a commercial while I was at my dad's house. I was watching TV, and I saw this local commercial pop up that said, do you want to be a pro wrestler? Call this number now, and all this good stuff. So <clears throat> a buddy of mine and myself showed up, and we watched a show. We watched a... It was it was like a it was a hardcore night. They had they had hardcore nights on Tuesday, and then they had uh, they had regular like wrestling on Saturdays, and then they had amateur night on Fridays, which is just yeah. weird because I've never in 15 years I've never seen anything like that since. So I thought, huh, amateur night that sounds like something that my buddy and I could do. So I show up. Uh, my buddy decided not to go, so we show up <laughs> on Friday night. And uh, it's just me. And he tells me, hey, it's going to be uh, X amount of dollars to uh, sign up. It's going to be X amount of dollars to, I think it was like 25 bucks a session. Uh, I forgot what the sign-up fee was. So uh, I'm like, all right, take my money. I'm good. Like, let's, let's go. So, uh, yeah, Brody Ray Chase, who was trained by uh, Boris Malenko. Uh, okay. who is the father of Dean Malenko. So it's pretty cool looking back, being able to say, you know, I was trained by a guy who was trained by Boris Malenko. And the whole he gave me the whole story about how he got into wrestling and his training experience with Boris Malenko. And, I mean, I could I could go on for another, you know, 10 minutes about that story. That's 
that's quite the story, but I'll spare everybody. Uh, if anybody wants to hear that story, then, then we can talk about it on another time. But, uh, but yeah, uh, pretty, pretty cool, uh, little introduction to wrestling. I'm, I'm pretty happy to have been introduced to the business, uh, by a guy who was trained by somebody who was real old school and his family saw success. So, uh, to be, you know, to have been a product of that type of training, I'm, I'm pretty happy about. That's awesome, man. That's great. Um, so, um, who the, in the Indies wrestling business, who would you like to wrestle that you haven't wrestled yet? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I'm just, I'm thinking about the landscape right now. Um, So there's guys who are making are making names for themselves right now, uh, but I've I wrestled them years and years ago uh, when we were all starting out. Uh, they 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 took the path of wanting to be a pro wrestler. I took the path of being more of a family guy. Um, yeah. You know, not as much involved in in pro wrestling as they as they are. Uh, but I'll say if I've wrestled him before, but I'd say James Drake, just I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to get back in the ring with James Drake and, uh, you know, see what kind of story, uh, him and I could tell. That's the guy who, who I would love to, uh, get back in the ring with. Like I said, I've, we've been in the ring before, but it's been, whew, it's been a long time. That guy's an amazing wrestler. He's really a good, good guy, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal, phenomenal person, phenomenal wrestler. I can't say enough good things about James Drake. So, do you wrestle for one promotion or more than one promotion? So, right now, I just wrestle for Three Count Pro Wrestling, which is uh, the promotion that I helped start. Um, yeah. And yeah, right now I'm more I'm more focused on on family stuff and just being uh, just being a man for you know the rest of the world rather than pro wrestling. So it's just three count pro wrestling right now. However, if somebody reaches out to me, I have been known to take a booking here here and there. Um, I've wrestled, I've wrestled for a couple promotions other than Three Count Pro Wrestling in the past, uh, I don't know, three years or so. Uh, so, yeah, right now, one promotion, and that's Three Count. Okay, so you talk, you know, we, we've talked about wrestling a little bit. Um, so what other hobbies do you have other than wrestling? So I've got a lot of hobbies, man. Um, one of my biggest hobbies is going to be, uh, so I've got a YouTube channel where mm-hmm. I, you know, play video games and I live stream it for people. Um, it's just a blast when, when I'm not in front of a crowd. Look, here's my, here's my thing. I love to be entertaining people. I just, I want to be, I want to be somebody who people can like, 
come to when they when they're having a bad day and they just they yeah. want to take a they want to take a minute and just be entertained. I, I try to be that person because I feel like that's what I don't know. That's what I was meant to do. I'm not always good at it. <laughs> so yeah. that that's a fact. I'm not always the best at being the most entertaining person on uh, planet Earth. But uh, whether it's my YouTube channel, my Twitch channel, uh, which I just I switched from YouTube to Twitch here recently. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's not so much about the video games either. It's just about the experience that people have. If you come into my chat room, if you watch me, I want to engage with you. I want to ask you how your day's going. I just love connecting with people. Like, it, it, it's just, you know, it's just fun for me. So that's what I try to do because uh, currently, right now, I can't be an entertainer for a living. So the YouTube channel, the Twitch channel, it's kind of an outlet for me to be able to, I don't know, maybe maybe put on some kind of show for somebody and just let them uh, escape for, you know, a few minutes. So uh, that's my biggest hobbies. My, my other hobbies would have to include uh, working out. I, I love getting in yeah. the weight room and hitting the weights hard. Uh, man, I picked up a I picked up a magazine when I was, uh, gosh, maybe 10, 11 years old, and uh, it had it had Triple H on the front of it, and uh, he talked about his his journey through through weightlifting, and man, that got me so fired up to start start picking up the weights. And I did. I had a I had a weight bench in my in my bedroom when I was like maybe eleven years old, and I've not stopped lifting weights since. I mean, I you know, there's been periods of my life where I've taken it more seriously than others, but it's definitely. Uh, I mean, you could call it a hobby, but it's more of a it's more of a passion. I w- I would say it's more of a passion than uh, than a hobby, but. Uh, in the same vein that you're asking me, I'd say weightlifting, weightlifting, yeah. playing video games, streaming, stuff like that. Um, and just, just being, just, just hanging out with my friends. I love being with friends. Uh, that, that to me is just, that's the, the nectar of life, <laughs> if you will. So, so yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, so, so in wrestling, what does it mean to um, wrestle in front of a big crowd of people? Oh man, the the energy that you get from from a big crowd of people, it's just you know we're told just like I tell just like I tell some of the guys that I've had the privilege of coaching and and, and training. I, I tell them you know perform in front of you know fifteen people just like you would in front of uh, 2,500 people, you know, uh, that's what you're, that, that's the mindset you're supposed to have. But at the same time, there's nothing like having a big crowd. Oh my gosh. You, you could literally, oh, you can, you can taste it. You can just taste the atmosphere. You can actually just feel it through your through your freaking veins, your bones, everything. Like to be in front of a big crowd and have them either boo or cheer you, dude. There's there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it, and, and that's why I do it. Uh, being able to 
like I said before, being able to take somebody out of their normal routine, their normal life, and uh, and have that just be suspended for a moment and let them be distracted on for just a minute. For, excuse me, for just a minute. Man, there's nothing like it. A big crowd, oh, it's I – mean, you become a drug addict, honestly. Like you, 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 you develop the habits like a drug addict would have. Uh, you know, a drug addict, they, they, get, they get stuck on something. And with pro wrestling, yeah. you get this high. You get this high from performing in front of this crowd. You go home, and you can't wait to get that next high. Now, obviously – pro wrestling being an entertainer it's not quite the same as being hooked on something but at the same time yeah oh man it gives you that same shot of dopamine it's whew, it's it's incredible it's incredible that's why guys do it when they're hurt it's why guys do it when they don't feel like it <laughs> uh, they, they know that it's good they know that it's awesome so yeah that's the long answer to that one sorry yeah that's okay um, uh, that's a good answer, though. Um, who is the one person you can always count on to give their best in your match against in their match against you? <laughs> that's easy. Um, well, <clears throat> there's a lot of guys who I can count on to give me their best, but the one who the one who I've experienced the most, the one who I've been in the ring with the most, and Every single time, without a without a doubt, has given me their best. That's going to be Mr. Ace Armstrong. Uh, he's a he's about a year younger than I am, and we started we started about the same time. I started just a little bit earlier than he did, but man, since then, him and I have had whew, we have <laughs> we beat the crap out of each other over the past fifteen years. Uh, <sighs> crap out of each other in front of nursing homes in front of crowds of in front of crowds of 15 in front of crowds of you know 400 it you name it him and i probably him and i probably wrestled in front of that crowd so without a uh i don't even want to use that phrase uh no doubt ace armstrong (laughs) yeah he's really good he's really good wrestler too yeah, yeah, he uh, he's something else, man. That's my that's my brother right there. Yeah. So, what's the weirdest thing, or where's the craziest thing you ever seen a wrestle? <laughs> we were talking about this earlier, man. I don't, I don't know what to pick from. Uh, the only thing I can come up with is a is a story that I can tell you that happened to me. As far as the weirdest thing that I saw, the weirdest thing that I saw was something that directly impacted me and that was uh so so there was a guy in in chester south carolina and he was a friend of the wrestlers he he wasn't he wasn't a wrestler he was just a fan but somehow he made friends with everybody who you know were in the in the wrestling business and like he he was just he was all over the place like sometimes you'd see him at shows uh, in I don't I don't know where. Uh, it just in the in the surrounding area, you would see this guy, but he mainly stayed. Uh, you'd normally see him in Chester, South Carolina. 
so he was a friend. He was a friend of the of the guys in the in the locker room. So, uh, me and my tag partner, uh, Michael Freely, or yeah, yeah, I think that's what he was going by, Michael Freely at the time, Mike Freely, whatever. Um, we were a tag team at this promotion, uh, APW in Chester, and we go out to the ring. We have our match, and as we're leaving, this guy's in the front row, and we know him. He's a he's a buddy of ours, so we start giving him crap. Mainly my tag partner. Okay, my tag partner is the one who's really giving him crap. He, I think he threw a he threw a, a water bottle at him. He he took his hat off of his head like he's really giving this guy some, you know crap. So out of nowhere, this guy's mom. Apparently, this guy was like I don't know sixteen or something. Uh, he seemed a lot older, but this guy's mom stands up from like the third row like a freaking pterodactyl like she just raises up like her wings spread like she just she looks at us like she's about to freaking eat our lunch and i'm looking at this and i'm like oh okay she's pretty upset she starts to come at us like she's she's stepping over people to get to me and my tag partner I don't know, mess us up or something. So she steps over that guardrail and we take off. Well, for whatever reason, the entranceway uh, on this particular night, uh, there was a lot of guys. I, I think it was like an eight-man tag or something like that. So there was a lot of guys at the entranceway. We, we couldn't get through. But my tag partner did make it through, and I'm like the last person. And because my tag partner made this lady so mad, I'm the next best thing she can get to. So she's coming after me. So I literally have to kind of catapult myself over a trash can and a disco ball, which was being used as the lighting for the wrestler's entrance. So I have to like hop over this stuff. Like this lady is actually coming after me. So I I launch myself over this trash can and this disco ball and there's a door to the outside. And I'm like, oh, thank God. I I can just go outside. But, I mean, think about it. This is crazy. I'm having to run from a grown woman who apparently my tag partner pissed off. And I, <laughs> I didn't do – I didn't have anything to do with it. So, so I open the door, and I run outside, and, I'm, and I shut the door behind me, and I'm like, oh, thank God. Whew, I'm outside. Well, <laughs> next thing I know, that door comes open. <laughs> Here's this lady. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to keep running. So I start running. It's dark. It's it's pitch black. It's dark outside. I'm, I'm running. And I, I, I see the gate that leads into what was kind of like the backstage areas. Um, we changed in a in a freaking 18 wheelers trailer like that's. That was the locker room back in those days. So uh, we had to we had to change back there. So I, I see this gate, and I'm like, oh, man, there's the gate. So I, I'm, I'm running for that. All the while, this lady is chasing me. I'm in my trunks. I, I am 90% naked because oh. I'm in my wrestling trunks, and this lady is chasing after me. And I'm thinking at the time, I'm probably like 18 or 19. I'm thinking, what is life right now? So I'm bolting for this gate, and I start yelling. I'm like, open the door. 
open the door. <laughs> I'm hoping that somebody can hear me because this lady is trying to kill me. I would assume. So, James, James McCombs, M- McCombs, I think I'm saying that right. Um, James, God, I love that dude. That he's in the wrestling business anymore, but he was the booker for APW at that time. And I, man, I swear to you, it was like a movie. He had he had the gate open. He heard me yelling, and he opened up the gate, and he's looking at me, and he's like, come on, come on, get in, get in. It was like Indiana Jones trying to slide under a a closing wall or something, and I I bolt through the door, and he slams the gate shut, and he locks it, and he yells, get that – I don't know how the profanity is on your show, but he's like, get the B word out of it. Get her out of here. Yeah. He slammed slammed the door. And that was something else. Like that was that was probably the craziest thing I've I've seen. That and a lady eating twenty honey buns. Uh she bought a case of of twenty honey buns at once. That 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 ranks up there. Um but nothing like that experience. I mean, that's crazy. That's that's one story right there. Um, yeah, and like like I said, there's there's a hundred others, but that's the first one that comes to mind. Yeah. So, um, for the people who don't know who the hearts and minds are, who are they? Okay, hearts and minds <clears throat> is a group that I've assembled. Um, okay. It's something that uh, myself and Jesse Barton, the glitch, if he still goes by that, I don't think he does, but Jesse Barton, nonetheless, you can find him on Facebook. Um, him and I kind of had this idea for a group who, uh, they're, they're kind of like a cult, C-U-L-T. Yeah. They're kind of like a cult. Um, they're a cult that I've sort of brainwashed. So you see the cups, you see the metal uh, cups that we all bring to the ring. And it's kind of like if you've ever heard the expression, uh, they're drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Um, you know, people, it's like, all right, you work for Vince McMahon, you're, you're, you're drinking the Kool-Aid. You, you're drinking Vince McMahon's Kool-Aid, whatever. Uh, that's, that's the idea is I've brainwashed – uh, these these people who are in this group, whether it be Sammy Ray, whether it be uh, Jacob Armachain, you know, Akeem Pryor, they're they're drinking the Kool Aid, and they're all yeah. a part of Hearts and Minds. And Hearts and Minds, the goal is to just completely dominate and completely take over by any means necessary. And you know that that might be take every championship that there is in three county it might be you know just i don't know just to completely rule and that's that's what we are it's uh it's derived from uh my character being upset with the fans and it's kind of like hey you know it's a big screw you to the fan a big screw you to the fans and just taking over by any means necessary Doing yeah. everything that the fans don't like, uh, upsetting the system, 
everything. Just a just a bunch of rebels, but we're doing it with a with a mindset that uh, that we don't care who we hurt. We don't care what we yeah. what we have to do to get where we're trying to go. Yeah. Uh. So, um, when you wrestle, what is your what is your finishing move that you have? <clears throat> All right, my finishing move is called Scotch on the Rocks. Uh, obviously, that comes from the name of a drink. Yeah. Um, scotch being poured over ice. And yeah. uh, it's basically, uh, it's had a couple, uh, it's had a couple different, um, a couple different, I guess, uh, ways to execute it. Like we, we've had, uh, I put the guy on my back for a Samoan drop and I'd give him, it's almost like a reverse F5. Yeah. If you think of Brock Lesnar throwing the guy's feet away from his right shoulder, I'm throwing the guy's upper body away from my left shoulder behind me but i've changed that uh that way i can execute it on a guy who's a little bit smaller than i am um i want to say uh was it carlito carlito who used to do it or uh carlito used to do the backstabber i think yeah yeah he did the he did the backstabber but uh, yeah, yeah. What I'm doing now, I'll, I'll, I'll hook a guy in kind of like a reverse DDT fashion. Oh, yeah. I'll take his right arm, and then I'll kind of throw it back. He takes a face bump. I take a back bump. Um, it's just something that I can hit on a guy any size. So that's that's what my finishing move is right now. Now, my, my first ever finishing move, I just totally ripped off Randy Orton, and I used the RKO. Yeah. Uh, I, that was my first ever finisher, but I've had a, I've had quite a few finishers over the over the past fifteen years. But right now it's a it's a reverse DDT and do like a like a face buster type thing. But yeah. So, um, who is your role model in wrestling? It don't have to be it don't have to be in the WWE. It can be in the Indies. Sure. Um. Honestly, my role, uh, guy. This is this is gonna sound ridiculous, but uh, hmm. As far as characters go, I'm a stone cold guy. Yeah, I'm a stone cold guy. That's who got me into the business. That's who made me want to be a wrestler. That's who got me so many detentions uh, and so many suspensions from school because I wanted to, I wanted to be just like Steve Austin, but. As far as like an actual role model goes, I'd have to say Triple H and his work ethic. Triple H's yeah. work ethic. Uh, you know, pe- people have most people have nothing but bad things to say about Triple H. Uh, but at the same time, I look at him as a workhorse. I really do. Like he he's put over as many times as people say Triple H wants to bury people and bury young guys. I mean. I get it. I, I really get it. I, I see how that can be a thing. But at the same time, he's lost way more WrestleMania matches than he's won. Like, he he can go 30 minutes. He can do whatever it is he needs to do for that night to make the other guy look good, if he wants to. And, yeah. you know, he was never he was never a, a guy who, who drank. He was never a guy who did drugs. He... 
he, he was just a guy who wanted to be in the gym. Like, that's what stood out to me about Triple H. Like, he, he just wanted to be in the gym, and he wanted to be a good wrestler. So when I want to look at somebody who's got a good work ethic, I look at Triple H. So as far as a role model goes, goes uh, I'd have to say for me, uh, Hunter, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. That's awesome. Uh, I like uh, Triple H is a good um, role model to have. So, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he's probably not the first person that people would think about. Yeah. But if you, uh, if you dive a little bit deeper into who he actually is, then, yeah, he's not a bad one. So, um, who, um, who would you, um, say that your, um, top, top three matches in, in wrestling would be with? Uh, as far as my matches go? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh, number one would have to be the, uh, Capture the flag ladder match with Ace yeah. Armstrong. Uh, him going after the American flag. I'm going after the Scottish flag. And uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was in Ace's corner, uh, which made that match so much cooler. Uh, getting chopped by Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. That was, oh man, legendary to say the least. So that have to be number one. That's my favorite match of all time. Um, as far as two and three, God, man, I, uh, I really have to think about that. Yeah. Um, I can give you that though. That the capture the flag ladder match that was a yeah. favorite of mine with uh, with Ace. Um, uh, maybe the. The Highland Embassy's debut against uh, against Gunner and uh, Jay Batista. Yeah. Um, Gunner, who's now he's currently with NXT uh, as uh, something Riker, I believe. Okay. Uh, he yeah he's with NXT right now, but. Uh, that that was a pretty cool match, just to say that we debuted against somebody who, who's now went on to do bigger and better things. Like that's pretty cool. Um, I never had a match with him, but uh, Xavier Woods was a guy who I had the privilege of training with um, in Greenville by Brody Chase, who I mentioned earlier. Um, uh, like I said, didn't have a match with him, but. Uh, being cool. able to train with him, yeah, yeah, that was a really cool moment. So, uh, my uh, training that I had with him, my match that that'd be match number three, even though it's not a match at all, just yeah. just because of, of, of what he's went on to do. Um, and honestly, because I can't think of any other match right now, there's been so many, uh, but yeah, that's just a little fun, little fun fact for the listeners, yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna name three. People and you tell me if if you what what you think about them. Okay. Uh, first one is Ace Armstrong that you talked about. Uh, brother and a professional. Professional, yeah. uh, he, he can have literally the guy can have a good match with anybody. Yep. 
Um, Austin Jordan. Again, professional. Uh, somebody who I I just feel privileged that I had even a little bit to do with uh, with their training, and I could not could not be more proud of him with everything he's doing right now. Love the guy to death. Yeah, he is really a good guy too. Oh yeah. Uh, um, last but not least, uh, Jake Jacobs. <laughs> oh, Jake. Uh, another guy who I am proud that I can say I've had a little bit of influence, just just a little, you know, uh, yeah. in what it is he's doing right now. He's making a name for himself. Uh, he he invested a lot of money and a lot of time into uh, bettering his craft by going to Tennessee and uh, the one and only uh, Mr. Pritchard. Um, who trained The Rock, Kurt Angle, Vince McMahon, you name it. He trained them. Uh, good guy. Good guy, man. I mean, he yeah. uh, as long as he keeps his head on straight and he doesn't uh, he doesn't let his ego get the best of him, yeah. then, dude, he, he, he can do whatever he wants to. He, he literally has the world of pro wrestling in his hands because he's got the drive. So, yeah, love the guy to death. Okay, so um, this will this will be the last question I'll ask you. Um, so, uh, do, what? Where are you? Where's the place to find you on social media? Uh, it don't have to be for wrestling; it can be for your YouTube channel too. Sure. So you can find me on social media at uh, it's Scottish Hush Puppy. So. That's Scottish, you know, like the yeah. like the place. <laughs> Scottish yeah. Hush Puppy. Um, now I'm on Facebook as Josh Oglesby. Okay. Uh, Facebook is Josh Oglesby. Twitter, which is where I'm really the most active. Um, you can find me there at Scottish Hush Puppy. You can find me on Twitch, where I live stream video games. Scottish Hush Puppy. YouTube, Scottish Hush Puppy, and. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Well, man, I appreciate you coming on today and doing an interview with me. I really appreciate it, man. Dude, it was a blast. Uh, anytime somebody's uh, interested in hearing about my pro wrestling stories, I, I don't mind taking a few minutes to absolutely run my mouth and <laughs> and talk about myself. So it's all good, man. My wife gets tired of hearing my, my old wrestling stories, so – it's nice to have somebody who's actually interested in them. <laughs> yeah. That's so, awesome, man. Yeah. But I'll, I'll let you go, and you have a good day, man. You too, brother. I appreciate it. And this is Jordan Payne, No Pain, No Gain Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you later. Peace.